Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, and welcome to The Parenthood. Today's podcast is slightly different in that it's aimed to be listened to by children as well as adults. I'm sure I'm not alone in having a bit of a nightmare when it comes to vaccination. Thankfully, in the first year when you have to vaccinate your children more than at any other point in their lives babies are blissfully unaware but as your children get older it does become a bit of a horrendous situation Uh, the chill thing is that us parents don't make our children have vaccinations for the fun of it the experience is something we could all do without but there's no getting around the fact that they are crucial for our health and our survival and so that microsecond of pain if you could even call it pain is worth it Um, and it's worth getting your head around the nasty thought that someone's going to stick a needle into you because vaccinations they save millions of lives a year I don't expect you guys to take my word for it, but with me today, I've got Dr. Kiara Hunt, who sees it from both sides. Her children, understandably, aren't massive fans of injections, but she also sees how nasty and ill, what nasty illnesses you can get if you're not protected against these horrible diseases. So Kiara, thanks for coming to talk to us today. I mean, I remember as a child being terrified of, of injections. And actually, our father was a, was a GP. And I remember he used to bring them home and we'd be sitting down for dinner. And then he'd suddenly bring out these injections. And you guys, you and our little sister were quite brave. And I would cry and cry and work myself into such a state. And then I'd be crying because I felt ashamed by how much I was crying and everyone was sort of laughing, not laughing, but making, I felt ridiculous, but I was still terrified. I think, I think it might've been something that my children have inherited. Well, last time I saw them getting a shot. Yes, I think they probably have. <laughs> uh, and I think actually what you describe is, is, is really common. And I see children of all ages, not so much scared of the injection itself, but they're, they're needle phobic. You know, they, they have over the years become really scared of the idea of someone putting a needle into them and it is it is this the, the idea of it that's worse than the actual thing so invariably once they have given them the injection they say oh that was fine I, you know but just the thought of it was so awful um and that's and it's a we horrible idea you know poking a needle into your skin it's it's a horrible idea but in reality, it isn't that bad, is it? You know, it really isn't. And actually, the more uh, relaxed children are, the, the less it hurts. I mean, I have a lot of children who are completely distracted and they ask me, have I done it yet? And it's done. So And babies too. I mean, yeah. you know, um, babies get this vitamin K in 
injection when they're born usually. And actually, if you if you give a baby while they're feeding the vitamin K, they often don't even flinch. When you try and put their baby grow on for the first time, there's a massive screaming fit. But it just sort of puts it into perspective what if you don't think about it, it's not a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 just getting it done and, and getting just not thinking about it for too long or too much helps quite a lot. So Kiara, I think it'd be quite good just to understand what are vaccinations exactly and how do they work? So vaccinations or what we sometimes call them immunizations, um, basically preparing your body's defense system in case a horrible illness attacks you. And there are lots of horrible illnesses out there um, that can make you very, very sick and even killed in the past, killed a lot of children. And we obviously don't want our children, don't want any of you to, to get any of these nasty illnesses. So a vaccination or an immunization is uh, preparing your body for in case your body ever sees this illness so that if it does, it's ready to fight. And the immunization triggers your own body's immune system. So the fighters in your body that protect you if you get sick, uh, it triggers them to make antibodies uh, or sometimes sort of soldiers in your body, uh, help them make these soldiers that can fight if it ever sees that illness. So, for example, if you have a nasty a nasty illness and you're sick for a few days, uh, you don't feel very well. So like got, a, a cold say a or cold, a sore exactly, throat. Yeah, sore throat. And you've been in bed and you feel sick and you've got a temperature and you don't want to eat and it's pretty miserable feeling like that. Um, but what's happening when you're feeling like that is your body is making antibodies, these soldiers, against that particular um, disease that caused you to feel ill so that the next time you that that disease comes into your house or you know you, your body sees it your soldiers in your body that your body's made can say aha I've seen you before I know exactly what to do with you and I'm not going to let you infect this body again and they fight it off and what immunizations do is exactly the same without you having to get sick so you don't have to get sick and see this illness but your your the, the, your doctor gives you the immunization your body sees part of the illness that it's trying to protect you against and makes these soldiers to fight against that illness so if you ever if you ever see that uh, particular disease your body will know what to do and fight it off and have a strong army of soldiers to fight it off without you having to get sick that's basically what it is. Yeah, so it's basically an injection of sort of, they're almost like teachers, and they're teaching your body how to fight off various diseases. Yeah, well, they, um, it, it's teaching, yeah, it's teaching your immune system which diseases to know how to fight. And so what doctors have done or scientists have done over the, the years is identified the most common nasty diseases that aren't just a bit like a cold that will make you feel a bit wretched for a few days, but pose a serious risk to your life so that they could kill you um, and thought, right, these are the, the, the main diseases. These are the sort of building blocks of an immune system that every child should get. Yeah, but without having to get sick. Exactly. So if, if we try to give you an immunization against every single germ or bug or virus, uh, you'd be having, you know, 300 injections every single day which obviously you don't want to have so we try and limit it to not too many injections so that it's just those really serious ones that could kill you um, or make you seriously ill that we that we're protecting you against with the with the vaccinations with the immunizations so when babies are born they're obviously born without their you know their body doesn't really know how to fight or at least 
doesn't really know that well. So they develop immunity. Um, they develop a little bit from their mother. Um, but that's why babies tend to have the majority of their vaccinations in the first year of their life. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you're listening as a child, if you're listening to this podcast, you're actually quite lucky because you've had most of your injections so far. Most most children have the majority of their uh, vaccinations before they're two and often before by the time they're one. So um, the good news is there won't be many left for you. But if a newborn baby arrives, they've got to have lots of injections before their first birthday um and um and that's you know when you, you if you've ever seen a very new baby you know to be very careful around them and not to touch them because um you don't want to be giving them any bugs um not because they cough on them yeah, and, not wash your hands. and wash your hands exactly uh, because you don't want to make them sick because they don't have very strong they don't have very many soldiers in their body to fight against that sickness and then as, as as the children grow up, they still do. I mean, sc- school children do. I mean, all of you listening, I know that um, our children all had some vaccinations quite recently. So these yeah, are so just you normally boosters. Have, yeah, well, you have normally have them as a baby. As I said, you have um, qu- quite a lot of them as a baby. Most babies so in, the in-, in England, you'd have nine injections before you're one. So usually before you're four months old, which is quite a lot, isn't it? Um, but then you have another lot when you're one. And then when you're about four or five, uh, before you go to big school. And then um, usually not until you're 11, 12, 13. Um, uh, so, so you know, it's not too bad, really. Yeah, and the ones you get as you get older are called boosters, and they're basically the same injections you've had as a baby, but it, the booster is like a reminder for your immune system that, that don't forget about this illness we showed you a few a few years ago. Make sure you've got enough soldiers to fight it, so that even as you get older and become a grown up, your body knows what to do. Um, and then, obviously, if you're travelling, if you're going on an exciting trip somewhere, you might have to get some extra vaccinations. Yeah, because there are some diseases in other countries um, that are that we don't really see, certainly in this country. And so you, you might have to have some extra ones to make sure you're safe in those countries. And it's worth having them because you want to enjoy your holiday. You want to experience the excitement of the world rather than worry about that you might get some really nasty disease. And in fact, some countries, they don't even allow you in without a specific certificate showing you've had certain vaccinations. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And most of the time, your parents won't be able to take you if you haven't had the vaccines anyway. They won't allow you to go, I'm sure. So that's important. Um, That's important to do. So... Just, I mean, I know, I think you've been very convincing so far, but, you know, I'm, it, it's one thing if you're sitting here thinking, well, I never get ill anyway, and how nasty can these diseases be? I mean, they can be pretty nasty, can't they, Kiara? They can be absolutely horrible, and, and as we said, they can kill you. Um, the important thing when we're just talking about it is actually it's not just that you get vaccinated, but that all the people around you get vaccinated. So actually, we don't see these diseases very much, um, and uh, that's why we're lucky that we live in countries where most children are vaccinated if their parents allow them um and so that protects all the other children and babies and older people who might be who might be more vulnerable to getting ill um but um so which which diseases do the sort of routine vaccinations protect us from and what would they be like if any children listening got them so there's lots of them but one of them for example is polio so um polio was a horrible disease that we used to see quite a lot of in this country and if you got polio, you were about five. You about five percent likely to die from polio. And if you didn't die, half of you would be paralysed. We wouldn't be able to use your arms or legs. And you used to get polio in in swimming pools, didn't you? Uh, yeah, um, a long time ago, absolutely. But you know, there was 
you know, mumps that you could get that, you know, that that cause your whole face to swell up and then often or could cause your brain to become infected and you to get brain damage. There was tuberculosis where you could be, you know, if you got that, you it was called consumption because you just slowly wasted away and got thinner and thinner and thinner until there was nothing left of you. And then you started coughing up blood and then you died um, in a lot of cases. But, um, but you know, and, and a lot of these illnesses you did get better from, but a lot of children died. And if before vaccinations and uh, when, when it was a lot more common for children to die, um, we know that, I don't know if you know your percentages yet, but 25%, that's a quarter of all children that were born, would die before their fifth birthday. So before they were even in reception, they would die from often from an infectious disease. So that's, you know, you have a class of 30 children. That's seven of your class in reception wouldn't have been there. Which is quite a scary thought, isn't it? Because mm. you know, now we, we're protected from all these infectious diseases. And then it got more as you got older. So by the time a child was 16, so... By their 16th birthday, um, 40% of children would have died um, a few hundred years ago. Um, so that's... 12 children 12? in the reception class. No, in the reception... Yeah, 12 children who, would class, have, who, yeah. who yeah, wouldn't have got to year 11. So, we, you know, we have, to, we have to remember that although having an injection might not be very nice... It's quick. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt for long. And it's very, very important to, to stop us getting properly sick. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Some people have vaccinations um, that they don't really need. I mean, you get some, you know, parents having vac- having needles for beauty purposes. The vaccinations aren't like that. You know, the vaccinations that children um, are having are really, really important vaccinations that are often the difference between life and death. And you very rarely, very, very rarely hear of a child with a life-threatening illness within your social circle. And that's because of vaccinations. That's because of these very clever scientists who have think, thought of this ingenious plan. And it is an amazing plan to introduce a little bit of infection into a body to teach your body how to fight it. I mean, I think it's it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's very it's very clever. And um, and, you know, it's really not that bad. People always might you know, I look after lots of children in the surgery and often they come in a bit scared um, and not i think but the key is trying to get the get it done as quickly as possible so you don't have to think of it very very much um and trying to take something with you to your vaccination appointment that can distract you so you're not thinking about it if that's if you love reading then bring your book if you've got you know if you're allowed to 
to look on your parents' phone and you want to watch something on that, that's fine to do as long as you're not thinking about the, the vaccination. It'll make life a lot easier for you. Because the idea of having a needle stuck in your body is nasty. It is. It really is horrid. But the needle is tiny, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's much smaller than a normal sewing needle, isn't it? Yeah, thinner. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, people think the length of a needle makes a difference as to how painful it is. It's not at all the length. It's the width that makes a difference. Um, so these are very, very, very thin needles that um, that I promise you, you could not notice. And, you know, one of the one of the tricks of vaccinations is trying to relax your muscle that the, that the vaccination is going into. So if you if you're fighting it and your arm is really tense, it hurts a lot more. So I always try and get the children I'm looking after to relax their arm as much as they can, make it go all floppy. And then they really hardly feel it. As I mentioned, when I was a little girl, I really hated vaccinations. And the thing that made all the difference to me was that someone said, just focus really hard on wriggling your toes. And actually, if you try and wriggle your toes and you think about which toes you're moving and the way in which you're moving them, a lot of your concentration goes in there. And because your attention is focused on your toes, you're not thinking about the vaccination in your arm. So I was used to sort of sit there and focus, right, middle toe, big toe, middle toe, little toe. And I was so focused on that that I didn't even realize that the vaccination has gone in and I've got to let you into a little bit of a secret I still do that nowadays I still wiggle my toes so maybe if you're listening to this and are a bit scared of vaccinations try that because for me that made all the difference yeah I think it can and different doctors have different tricks they may ask you to wiggle your toes they may ask you to blow or to cough because if you're thinking about doing something else it often causes your your body to relax a bit more um, and try and ask your doctor to do them as quickly as possible if you're doing more than one because um, the quicker you do it the easier it is and sometimes if if it re- if you really are worried about it hurting you can ask your doctor to use a special cream or a special spray to to numb your skin to make it a little bit less painful for you um but usually people don't find them that painful it It is it's that build-up isn't it i mean i remember our father chasing me around the kitchen to try and get and and then of course by the time you get to that stage you're so het up and so tense that it's going to hurt whatever (laughs) and then when it's finally over you sort of you feel a bit stupid for having made such a fuss and you know i loads of children experience vaccinations like that so i think the other key is just not to think about it too much a bit like you know if you're jumping off a really high diving board for example and you're a little bit scared if you just walk up and jump in you do it if you stand there for 5 minutes and look how far it is and think shall i do it shall i not you'll probably end up not doing it you almost just need to sort of leap in head first and go in and take a deep breath and say just let's get it over and done with mm. Absolutely. Well, I thought it would be quite useful to maybe think about how painful it is because I know everyone says to children, don't worry, it's not that painful. And most children agree it's not that painful. But how do we quantify what, what is painful and what's not painful? So I thought, Kiara, I'd come up with some uh, scenarios of painful things that happen on an everyday basis. And you can tell me it, with your expertise as a doctor and the, the scale of pain that I'm sure you're so well acquainted with <laughs> uh, about whether what I'm going to say is more painful or less painful than having a vaccination okay okay so number one what is more painful having a vaccination or stubbing your toe Ooh, stubbing your toe i'd say okay all right and that's something that happens on a weekly basis in mm. our house yeah how about getting winded Ooh, 
No, I'd say probably getting winded, getting winded is probably more painful. Because it lasts it longer lasts too. Longer, yeah. You yeah. know, vaccination, you have it and it's done and it's out. Yeah. Sometimes you get a little bit of a sort of tenderness, but it's not any more than a sort of minor bruise, is it? Mm. On, your, on your arm, yeah. wherever you've had it. Okay, knee graze. A grazed knee, what's more painful? Grazing your knee or an injection. I think a nasty graze is, not, is, is worse than an injection. Yeah. yeah, but a minor graze, about the same. Definitely yeah, no worse. Is definitely it? no worse. It might be about the same. Yeah. Falling into stinging nettles. Ooh, that's more painful. Definitely lasts what about longer. One sting. I still think a nettle is more painful. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I think a nettle is more painful. I think falling into nettles is more painful. And what about but what about one nettle sting? <laughs> Probably about the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say more because it lasts. It, it goes on. <laughs> Sometimes it gets worse. Stung if you're stung by a bee. Definitely more painful. Is the sting bee is more painful? The bee yeah. is more painful. Is yeah. the st- is the actual sting uh, thicker than a vaccination? Yes, needle? it is. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> um, and you have the guilt that that bee is now dead. Yeah. So yeah, some people definitely may not feel so guilty. Rather have a vaccination <laughs> than being stung by a bee. <laughs> ah, something that's very common in our house: a Lego injury. What if you step on a little piece of sharp Lego? Mm. No, I'd say probably that's not quite as bad. Probably a vaccine is a bit more painful than stepping on Lego. That doesn't really hurt very much. Ninjago Lego, (laughs) I'd say with all those spikes, that's definitely more painful. I cry for quite a long time after I do that. Okay, kicking a football with your bare foot. That doesn't really hurt. As long as you can play football, that's not really painful, is it? I'd say maybe injecting a little bit more there. Maybe it's because I can't play football, but whenever (laughs) I attempt to kick a a football with my bare foot, it really hurts. (laughs) And, And a paper cut paper cut so paper cuts don't really hurt when you have them done do they they just sort of they, they hurt so much <laughs> they hurt way this is why more. you find injections worse than me <laughs> i'd say an injection is far less painful than a paper cut again it lasts longer doesn't it a paper cut stings for a long time after you still notice it the next day you, you don't normally notice an injection the next day so you do get i think we didn't really say earlier when you have an injection it you feel it you feel it but hardly at all and then the next day you can feel a bit bruised and sore sometimes a bit red on your arm or a bit of a lump and sometimes but your arm hurts down. if you lift it up a bit, a bit like a bit stiff yeah. yeah but it goes very quickly doesn't it okay well i hope we've persuaded you that <laughs> injections aren't the end of the world uh, that they're not that painful but also that they're really really important to have so please when you next have injections try and be brave try and do some deep breathing try and focus on all the good things in life and try and focus on the miracle that means that if you have this injection you will live a long and healthy and happy and action-filled life and you don't need to worry too much about getting sick Kiara, thanks so much for putting this all into context uh, for us we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast please do tell your friends if you've enjoyed listening to them we've got a few podcasts for children about brushing teeth and the importance of wearing sun cream so if you've enjoyed it please ask your parents to listen to some more and tell them if there's anything you would like us to talk to you about yes exactly you tell our parents that uh, to tell your parents that you can go onto our instagram page which is um, theparent.hood and uh, we'll get some feedback from you about what you'd like us to talk about next but in the meantime from Kiara and me thanks for listening bye even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.